Blog Talk Radio. Stay tuned. Deliverance is next. Parental discretion is advised. Live worldwide. Deliverance with your host, Jay Bartlett. For the next half hour, Jay will be exploring the unknown, the strange, the supernatural. Ready or not, you're about to experience deliverance. Greatly to be praised. 
Tate with news about some more real-life Jesus freaks from the Voice of the Martyrs. Christians in Iraq continue to face deadly violence in what appears to be strategically planned attacks. On November 11, suspected Islamic extremists detonated 11 bombs in Christian suburbs across Baghdad, targeting shops and homes. At least five Christians were killed and 33 injured. Four days later, car bombs killed one person and injured seven. Will you pray for Iraqi believers and pray that God's plan for all people to know the truth and be saved moves forward despite the destructive plans of Islamic extremists? For the latest, go online to persecution.com. to the cursing, and that is to bless those who curse you. It's well known in the realms of the occult, in the realms of witchcraft, in the realms of black magic, in the realms of voodoo, Satanism, sorcery, spiritualism, spiritism, all forms of Luciferianism, there is what is known as curses. Not only are there very structured curses that are found in these very dark arts, but there are also curses that take upon what I term as word curses. You often hear them every day in your life. I hear it from those who who work on the computer, who say, if I continue having to work on this computer, I'm gonna I'm gonna get arthritis. I often hear people say. Oh, I'm dying to meet that person. Oh, I hear people say, this is going to kill me. Let's say they're they're working on some uh, difficult project. I hear that, that phrase all the time. Oh, this is going to kill me. Oh, this, is, this work is going to this, this is gonna bring forth arthritis. I'm dying to meet that person. You know, curses can take upon many forms. Like I said, curses can be very structured in the form of an occult spell, the sending of a demon. 
to a person to afflict, or they could be simply a hateful word to another person, or even a, a word upon you. Now, the words that are spoken to people, it's usually sent an attempt to destroy the person through the tongue. The scripture tells us very clear that the tongue, that the tongue has the power of life and death. The tongue has power of life and death. Are you going to use the tongue to bring forth life? Or are you going to use the tongue to bring forth death? Are you going to confess positive good things in your life? Or are you going to bring forth curses, death, destruction? Now, those in the dark arts, they've already made that choice. They have decided to go on the side of darkness. They're seeking revenge. They like death. They like cursing. We, the children of light, should counter death and darkness with blessing and with light. But you may say, Jay, you don't understand how they hurt me. You don't understand how they, they have destroyed my life, my my." My family, my career, my finances, my health have been destroyed because of the witchcraft curses, because of the voodoo spells. Jay, you don't understand what I'm going through. I'm telling you, my friends, the Lord Jesus Christ has spoken. He says, bless those who curse you. That is the solution. Pray for those who mistreat you, Jesus says. Bless those who curse you. Revengeance is mine, saith the Lord. Vengeance is mine. That's what the Lord says. Vengeance, if you're seeking revenge, you're outside of the will of God. You're outside the will of God, my friend. You're opening your life to demons, to demon powers. If you're wanting to seek revenge, you will open your life to demon powers. Ah, maybe saying, but Jay, you don't understand my health. Those witches across the street, those witches next door to me, my family member, my, my cousin, they're sending curses and spells. You don't understand, Jay. They're destroying me. I had to I had to get back at them. I have to stop them. Well, I'm telling you, the means to stop them is through the power of the blood and the resurrection of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. That's it. Case closed. It's through the power of Jesus Christ. And Jesus teaches, bless those who curse you. Pray for those who mistreat you. Those are the words of the Son of God. The Lord Jesus Christ. Either you accept him or reject him. Now, if you reject him, then you're going to seek revenge. That is the part of the human nature. That is the flesh nature. To seek vengeance. To seek revenge. Vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. But you, you may be saying, Brother Jay, you just don't understand. Oh, I do understand. And I'm telling you, the solution is Jesus Christ. And I'm going to talk a little bit about stopping curses and spells on tonight's edition of Deliverance. I'm Jay Bartlett, and I'll be here for the next half hour exploring the unknown, the strange, and the supernatural. Ready or not, you're about to experience Deliverance, my friends.
Hey, what's up? This is Toby Mack with the Jesus Freak Salute from the Voice of the Martyrs. After World War II, the border between Ukraine and Romania is heavily guarded for two reasons. To keep Ukrainians in and keep Bibles out. One winter night, Soviet guards spot four fresh sets of footprints in the snow heading toward the freedom of Romania and Western Europe. The guards hastily follow the tracks further and further away from the four Christians who had left those footprints. You see, the four men weren't escaping the Ukraine. They were Romanian missionaries carrying Bibles into the Ukraine. They had walked backwards across the border, leaving boot prints that led the Soviet guards the opposite direction. For more tales of creative outreach, go online to persecution.com. Hey, what's up? This is Michael Tate with a common sense perspective on why the world hates Jesus freaks. When Christians are tortured and killed for their faith, we shouldn't be surprised. In John chapter 15, Jesus told us, a servant is not greater than the master. Since they persecuted me, naturally they will persecute you. And if they had listened to me, they will listen to you. The people of the world will hate you because you belong to me, for they don't know God who sent me. You see, anyone who doesn't know God is just doing what comes naturally, looking out for themselves. Our job then as believers is to do just the opposite, love our enemies and pray their eyes be opened. How do you respond to the voice of the martyrs? For more on the voice of the martyrs, go online to persecution.com. enthusiasm 
but God really touched my heart because I could see people were really desperate. People traveled in from all over Europe to attend to this meeting. And this one lady who traveled in from Europe, who was standing near up <clears throat> to the front of, of the hall, manifested evil spirits that strained her neck like I've rarely seen before. And they spoke. these evil spirits spoke to me. They twisted her body horribly during this exorcism. And they spoke to me, I am Beelzebub. Her mother cursed her. And there are 10,000 of us, and we are not leaving, the spirits notified me. So the spirits came in to this precious woman from Sweden because her mother cursed her. Now, I don't know the specifics. If, if it was a witchcraft curse, a witchcraft spell, or if it was just a... Uh, a curse in the sense of perhaps when she was in her mother's womb, the mother may have said a word like I, I wish I wish you were I wish I wasn't pregnant, I wish I didn't have you in my womb. I, I don't know. I just don't know. But the fact is the demons cursed her. I mean the 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 mother cursed her and the demons as a result cursed her because they they were given the right, the spiritual legal right to enter the body, to invade the body. And these Beelzebub spirits there were more than 10,000 of them, were inside within her, straining her neck, causing convulsions, manifesting powerfully through the Swedish woman. We battle the 10,000 devils, these Beelzebub spirits, in the name of Jesus. But the fact is, they fought us. And I called forth legions of holy angels, and almost immediately they came to serve. It was beautiful to see. I wish you were there that night. And, and uh, London, because I called the angels to strike the demons, and they did as the demons screamed in agony. The holy angels did everything we asked them to, to restrain, to battle, and so much more. And we led our Swedish friend in renouncing the curses, and we then called up the 10,000 strong Beelzebub spirits and had them confess these words. We now go to the pit and out they came in the authority of jesus christ and they came out screaming it was because she renounced the curse but they gave they gained access because her mother cursed her at some point in her life perhaps you are suffering under a curse your mother your father cursed you a grandmother a grandfather a brother a sister a friend a work associate somebody in school a boyfriend, a girlfriend, husband, wife, somebody cursed you, somebody placed a spell in your life, and you're suffering as a result. You cannot, it seems like you cannot do anything to succeed in life. Perhaps you're wanting to get married, you can't get married. You're wanting to have children, you can't have children. You can't have, you don't have the ability to conceive. It seems like one obstacle after another, you can't seem to get further along in life, in education, your career, in ministry, in utilizing your spiritual gifts. And, and, and providing for your family. There are so many ways curses and spells affect people and affect human beings. How are you going to stop their curses? How are you going to stop their curses? How are you going to stop their curses, their spells, from these witches, these occultists? You know, they're trained. Ah. Most people don't understand this. They're trained. Those involved in witchcraft. They're trained. They're equipped to, to be able to, to have the capability of sending curses. That's why they're so efficient. They're trained. 
and yet the body of Christ is very, very, for the, especially in the West, very apathetic. No warrior mentality. Very weak and soft. That's why you're seeing like places and throughout Europe and here in the United States and Canada, why you see ungodliness rising up in great numbers with great power because of the church is remaining silent. Now, the church is a powerful, powerful tool in the hands of God. For Jesus Christ is the head of the church. And if we would just acknowledge his lordship, and if we would just acknowledge his authority and power, and work in his power and authority, this ungodliness would be strained to a great degree. People would be set free. There would be great deliverance and great revival in the land, the lands of the world. But we don't see that because the church has gotten weak. The church has believed so many lies from Satan. That, for example, there is no need for deliverance. And and if there is a need for deliverance, you need to take a softer approach, Jay. You're so rough, Jay. Why do you have to confront demons? Why do you have to be passionate? Why are you having to speak to evil spirits and, and cast them out? Can't we can we just encourage them to read the word of God? Can't we just encourage them to pray? Can't we encourage them just to sing some songs to the Lord? Jay, isn't there a, a, a more effective way? Doesn't it have to be this this confrontational, this this roughness that you have, this edginess? Well, the reason I have this confrontation is because I have learned from the Lord Jesus Christ. If you look at the scriptures, my friends, if you're a child of the living God, then you believe in the scriptures. God inspired holy scriptures. And if you believe in the holy scriptures, you, you see that Jesus was confrontational. Under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, the writers of scripture wrote how Jesus sternly, the words that are used is sternly, because that's how they witnessed Jesus dealing with a demonic, with sternly, with passion. And my friends, you need to be stern with evil spirits. They're not your friend. You think, listen to me, my friend. Do you think demons will come out of bodies by you just politely asking them to leave? We're in a war, my friends. Do you understand you're in a war? If you don't understand you're in a war, you're going to continue to be bound. You're going to continue to have problems in your life and your family and your children. You're going to continue to be bound where you're not able to succeed in the things that you want to succeed in because you're bound. And you won't be confrontational. You'll simply pray out demons. Well, that doesn't work. You cannot pray out demons. You cast demons out, in my, my friends, in the name of Jesus. Same with dealing with curses and spells. The way to stop them is to confront the spell, to confront the curses, each and every night. It is very rare. God is my witness. It's very rare where my wife do not pray in the evening. Even when I'm traveling, I get on the phone or I get on Skype or in some way, text, some way, even if I'm in a remote area of the world. I'm, I'm always on the phone with my wife. If I'm out of town, if I'm here, at home, every single night we pray and we specifically come against the spells and curses planted against our family, planted against me, planted against my wife, our home, the ministry, the finances, the health. That is why we've been able to accomplish so much for the kingdom of God, by God's grace, is because we come against these things in the authority of Jesus Christ. Now, of course, there's times when we get hit. We get hit by the enemy. We're not perfect beings in our body and soul. Of course not. 
Our flesh is bent toward evil. Our minds are carnal. Our spirit nature is totally sinless because we're in Jesus Christ. We're righteous. We're covered with the righteousness of Jesus Christ. We embrace his death and his power of his resurrection. Sure, the curses at times uh, hit us and the spells, but generally speaking, we're walking in victory, in the fullness of the victory of the Lord Jesus Christ because of the blood that was shed on the cross. And my friends, you can stop those curses. You can stop them. Oh, there's so much I want to share about curses, how to stop curses and spells on tonight's edition of Deliverance. There's so much more I want to cover. We have another segment. Stay tuned. I'll be right back after this brief intermission. Hey, what's up? This is Toby Mack with a portion of scripture taken to heart by every real-life Jesus freak. It's in 1 Peter chapter 4. Dear friends, do not be surprised at the painful trial you are suffering, as though something strange were happening to you. But rejoice that you participate in the sufferings of Christ, so that you may be overjoyed when his glory is revealed. You see, Peter saw suffering for his faith as a privilege. After his final arrest and sentencing, Peter announced... He was not worthy to be crucified in the same position as his Savior and requested to die on the cross upside down. How about you? What will be your final request? How do you respond to the voice of the martyrs? Go online to persecution.com. Hey, what's up? This is Toby Mack with a story of real-life Jesus freaks from the voice of the martyrs. Jesus' command in Matthew chapter 25 to visit those in prison leads most of us to imagine convicted inmates serving time in a local jail cell. We rarely consider the thousands of persecuted Christians imprisoned around the world this very day. Their only crime may have been owning a Bible, attending an underground church service, or proclaiming the gospel. Their prison may be a crude dungeon or a filthy hole in the ground. Their only visitors are diseased vermin and brutal guards. Suddenly, Jesus' mandate to remember those in prison takes on a whole new meaning. For more, go online to persecution.com. is next. Parental discretion is advised. Live worldwide. Deliverance with your host, Jay Bartlett. For the next half hour, Jay will be exploring the unknown, the strange, the supernatural, 
Ready or not, you're about to experience deliverance. my foes. How many rise up against me? Many are saying of of me, God will not deliver him. But you, Lord, are a shield around me, my glory, the one who lifts my head on high. I will call out to the Lord, and he answers me from his holy mountain. I I lie down and sleep. I wake again because the Lord sustains me. I will not fear though tens of thousands assail me on every side. Arise, Lord. Deliver me, my God. Strike all my enemies on the jaw. Break the teeth of the wicked. From the Lord comes deliverance. May your blessing be on your people. It's interesting. He writes in verse In verse 6 here, I will not fear, though tens of thousands assail me on every side. Who is he speaking of? Is he speaking of necessary humans? No, I believe it goes beyond that. Sure, we have physical enemies, but we have tens of thousands of spiritual enemies. We have celestial, cosmic, evil beings that seek to destroy you, seeking to be violent with you spiritually. Destroy your finances. Destroy your health. Destroy who you are. Now, my friends, are you going to sit down and and allow these people to attack you? Are you going to rise up in the authority of the Lord Jesus Christ and use the spiritual weapons at your disposal and fight them in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ? You fight them with spiritual weapons. Now, Jesus taught, bless those who curse you. Pray for those who mistreat you. Now, if there's a physical witch, some family member who just despises you, is angry with you, resenting of you, hateful of you, and they send curses. Perhaps they say, you will never amount to anything. Boy, you're sure ugly. Or say some, some, some vile, wicked thing towards your way. You simply just rebuke it in the authority of Jesus Christ. You don't receive what they say. And you bless them. Tell them how much you love them. And how much Jesus loves them. And the blood of Jesus Christ is upon them. I'm telling you, my friends, it works. It works, my friend. Recently, here where I live. I had just gotten home. I had just gotten home with my family from having lunch together, beautiful lunch, with my children, my wife. And I noticed there was trash out in my yard, so I went, parked the vehicle in the garage. Then I I told the kids and the family, I'll meet them inside. I was going to pick up the trash, went outside picking up some of the trash. Well, this man comes up to me. That's right. Here I am minding my own business on my property, picking up trash, and all of a sudden this man driving his car rushes towards me. And, oh my Lord, I can't believe this story. (laughs) He, He actually comes up to me, and he stops me, an older gentleman. He says his name's Gary. He tells me firmly, he says, get into my car. And I looked at him kind of strange. Like, what, is, what the heck is going on here? He says, get and he, and he introduced himself. He says, my name's Gary. And I said, well, I'm Jay. And he, and he says, and he sort of, and while, while he's shaking my hand, he's, remember, he, uh, he's in his car. I'm outside just picking up trash. And when we're shaking hands, he, he sort of tugs at my hand to try to sort of urge me to get into his car. I'm looking at him. 
I'm thinking, what, what's this about? He says, get into the car. He says, I want to work on you. Now, I've never, I'm not familiar with I didn't think of that. I had no idea what that phrase meant. I looked at him. And all of a sudden, everything, I understood everything just by looking in his eyes. You know, Jesus talks about how the, get, uh, the eyes are the gateway to the soul. Jesus even taught in the, in the Gospels that if your body's bad, your eyes will be bad also. Generally speaking, not all the time, but generally speaking, you could tell much about somebody by just looking in their eyes. And I could tell a lot. I could, I could tell a lot by just looking at Gary's eyes. There was a sadistic, violent, perverted spirit that's within him that drove him to my home to, to attack me. And now, I, I, not only do, do I think there was a perversion element to it, but there was a violence. The spirits within him. I don't think even Gary, he was, he was a zombie. No vacancy there. He was a zombie. He wasn't present, but the spirits were, and they wanted to hurt me. Now, I'll be honest, my friends. I'm not a small man. God's given me a strength to be able to travel around the world. My travel schedule at times is quite extensive, and I endure a lot of physical, physical violent spirits. And I handle my own by the grace and the power of Jesus Christ working within me. So I'm not, I'm not a small little man. I, I exercise on a regular basis. I work on some, some heavy weights. And I do some other things, extraordinary things. People are amazed. God's given me a strong disposition. Now, for a moment, when this man was pulling on me, I, I, I thought, I'll be honest, I thought in the flesh. I thought about just... <laughs> Getting physical with this man, you know, how dare then Because I had these thoughts about my children. Could you imagine my little children being out there? He would have picked them up. Who knows what would have happened? This just was a disgusting, evil man. But then the Holy Spirit within me reminded me that I needed to use a spiritual weapon. Here's a man that was cursing me, cursing me in a perverted manner. I responded by utilizing the name of Jesus, and I blessed him. I said, Jesus, I'm so glad you're here, Gary. I said, Jesus loves you. You should have seen that man. Shocked. He's like, uh-oh, or I can't remember, uh-oh, oh, no. And he started accelerating the car. Well, I, I start jogging with the cars. I, I, I have my left hand. I grab a, I grabbed a hold of his window. I said, Gary, I'm so glad you're here. And here I am jogging down the street with him while he's accelerating his car. And I said, please, please, let me tell you about the power of Jesus Christ, about his blood. And eventually, obviously, he accelerated, and I was able to keep up with him. And he, he went off, and who knows what he did after he left my premises. But I, I tell you that story to tell you there's power in the name of Jesus. There's power in the blood of Jesus. And I could tell you hundreds of stories of personal encounters I've had with the demonic. Thousands, I should say. and But hundreds where it affected my family and me personally. Cur people cursing us, people trying to do evil against us. 
and, and invoking the name of Jesus, for example, is a powerful weapon. It sort of drains. It drained Gary of the of the sadistic urges that he had, the violence, the, the perversion. They it drained him. Where he, I'm telling you, you want to fight against witches, you want to fight against militant homosexuals, uh, new agers, the, uh, the those involved in witchcraft and the occult and Satanism. You use the name of Jesus of Nazareth, and you believe in the name of Jesus. You know, the name of Jesus is just not a magic, magical formula to be thrown around with no heart. It has, there has to be a heart behind it, a pure heart, a heart that's wanting to know and to love and to live for Jesus Christ. And if that heart is right, then that name that you speak, that name of Jesus, will have an impact and will protect you. And as we see in Psalms chapter 3, I will not fear, though tens of thousands assail me. How do you think the tens of thousands assail me? They assail me through spells and curses, conducting rituals. You know, my, my family has been, <laughs> oh my Lord, it's the truth. I, you know, it's hard to believe even talking about this. We, we, we I mean, maybe. We have received hundreds and hundreds just a few days ago. I've received another death threat. I mean, hundreds, perhaps in the thousands of death threats, the most vile, disgusting things against everyone in my family. We've known Satanists who've done rituals against us, who've astral-projected spells, curses. Tens of thousands of demons have assailed us, but we do not fear. Sure, there's times when we're very cautious, we're prudent, we're concerned, but we don't fear, my friends. Fear paralyzes faith. We walk by faith in the Son of God. We do not walk by sight. We walk by faith. The just shall live by faith. The just shall live by faith. You need to live by faith. You need to believe in the faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. You need to believe in the power of the blood of Jesus. And just as Gary was, those demons within Gary were just greatly weakened and they took off, those demons that are using people to attack you, they will go and they will take, they will fly away if you utilize that name of Jesus of Nazareth. I'm telling you, there's power. There is power in that name of Jesus. Every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. That's a promise from God's holy word, my friends. It's a power, powerful promise from God's holy word. There's much I want to talk about. And I'll be right back after this brief intermission.
Michael Tate with another story of a Jesus freak from the Voice of the Martyrs. In 1945, most Romanians ran from the Russian tanks rolling into their villages. Richard and Sabina Wormbrand handed gospel booklets to the tank commanders. Having spent more than 14 years in prison, Wormbrand would later testify to the U.S. Senate about brutalities suffered under communism, even taking off his shirt to reveal 18 deep torture wounds. Richard Wormbrand, founder of The Voice of the Martyrs, once said, 
As the communist atheists allowed no place for Jesus in their hearts, I decided I would leave not the smallest place for Satan in mine. For more on his life and legacy, go online to persecution.com. mentioned the tongue has the power of life and death. And like I mentioned earlier in the first segment of the broadcast, curses could take upon many various forms. Curses could be very structured in the form of an occult spell, the sending of a demon to a person to afflict, or they could be simply a hateful word to another person and attempt to destroy that person through the tongue. You know, Scripture tells us The tongue has the power of life and of death. Parents have been known to curse their children in the womb, thereby opening a door to a demon, to the unborn child. Children have been known to curse their own parents. And people curse one another all the time. And like I said, cursing could take upon the form, various kinds of forms. It could take upon the form of a of a curse word or a number of words communicating hate, anger, bitterness, resentment, and revenge. Now, curses for those without Christ and the consequences of such, those in Christ and outside of Christ, can actually be passed down through the generations through personal sin. Let me make let me let me make this clear. Curses. For those without Christ and the consequences of such, those in Christ and outside of Christ can actually be passed down through the generations through personal sin. Exodus 34, Numbers 14 is very clear. An unrepentant grandparent, for example, who has committed adultery is cursed, is defiled, and allows demons to enter the family line. This curse the demon powers behind it, and the inclinations that come along from the sin are then passed down to future generations through the bloodline. The demon then attempts to seduce others in the family to the various sins with the hopes of entangling a new generation, each and every generation, and furthering the generational stronghold upon the family. However, one can be freed from any curse through Jesus Christ who redeemed us from the curse by the law of the law by becoming a curse for us. And your spirit nature, when you become born again, curses don't affect you. If you're in Christ, curses cannot touch you. Not at any moment can they affect you. People throughout the world can send curses to me, and not one of them will affect me in my spirit nature, because my spirit nature, is it's very clear in Ephesians chapter 2, My spirit nature is seated with Jesus Christ in the heavenly realms. Can a curse go into the heavenly realms and go to 
the spirit nature? Of course not. Now, the curse can have an effect to a certain degree upon my body nature, upon my soul nature. The mind, the emotions of the world, but not my spirit nature. The demons that come through curses can be driven out in the name of Jesus. God liberate us from the curse so that we might be a blessing to all who may come in contact with us. In the world of the occult, in the world of witchcraft, voodoo, santeria, macumba, in the world of sorcery, Satanism, black and white magic, there are so many curses and spells designed to destroy one's enemies. One occult curse I know of is the curse weapon that allows one to call upon the forces of evil to cause one to mishandle a weapon, potentially killing the weapon holder, for example. The curse is sent out, the demon power is actually sent out, that is, and carries out the mission. These kinds of things occur, I mean, are, are taught in these occult texts all over the world. You can get these texts anywhere. You can look them up online. In your bookstores, they're found any, everywhere. People are told to seek revenge. People are told to seek out curses and spells. And I'm telling you, my friend, if you participated in a curse, if you've participated in spell casting, you have opened doors to the demonic and you're in trouble, spiritual trouble. Well, on a ministry trip to Arizona some some nearly 10 years ago, I was cursed for simply sharing the gospel. I mean, this gentleman that hated, hated the gospel so much, I hated the fact that I approached him with it on the street. He blasphemed God and then cursed me with the hope I would be disabled. I immediately rebuked the curse and blessed the man. My friends, over the years, I've been cursed numerous times by those in the kingdom of darkness, for my stand for Jesus Christ. And by God's grace, I respond with prayer and blessings and the power of the blood of Jesus. Curses are a reality in our world, and only the blood of Jesus is able to protect and free one from curses and spells. Perhaps you're a victim of curse, of curses and spells. I speak to that curse in the authority of Jesus Christ. You are bound. Now, my friends, you call upon the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Right now, just say, Lord Jesus, I'm being afflicted. I recognize and acknowledge I have been afflicted by these curses and spells upon my life, upon my marriage, upon my finances, upon my children, my home, my property, my career, my ability to bear children. But I break it down through the power of the blood of Jesus Christ. And I forgive those who cast spells, who've cursed me. I bless them in the name of Jesus. God, forgive me for harboring resentment, bitterness, and unforgiveness towards them. I release them and reserve no right to being angry at them. And in the authority of Jesus, I command the demons that came through these spells and curses to come out in the authority of Jesus Christ to release me now in the name of Jesus. Come up and out of me and release my marriage, my health, my finances, my ministry, my gifts, my very body and soul in the authority of Jesus of Nazareth. Leave my children, leave my grandchildren, 
Leave my family now by the blood of Jesus. Leave my home by the blood of Jesus. All the curses, all the spells are now dismantled in my life and counted as voided by the power of the blood of Jesus. Amen. Now, if you just did that, you called upon the name of the Lord. You said, Jesus is Lord, and you believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead. You shall be saved. I want you to email me at j at jbartlett.org, j at jbartlett.org. I'd like to send you a free New Testament to encourage you, to help you. Now, this Saturday and Sunday, October 27th and 28th, Church of the Cross, Public Deliverance Mission in Waco, Texas, Homewood Suites, Boardroom Meeting Hall, 5620 Legend Lake Parkway in Waco, outside Dallas. Saturday and Sunday service starts at 5 p.m. We will be conducting public exorcisms. November the 3rd, Public Deliverance Mission in Atlanta, Georgia, downtown, Hampton Inn and Suites, International Boardroom Meeting Hall, 161 Spring Street, Northwest, in Atlanta, Georgia. Saturday service starts at 5 p.m., November the 4th, Hampton Inn and Suites, in beautiful Grand Rapids, Michigan. Boardroom Meeting Hall, 5228th Street, Southeast, in Grand Rapids. Sunday service starts at 5 p.m., November the 17th, public deliverance service in South Florida. In the Pembroke, Fort Lauderdale area at the Hampton Inn. Boardroom Meeting Hall, 1900 Northwest, 150th Avenue. Saturday service starts at 5 p.m. And we will be conducting personal ministry sessions from November 14th through the 16th there in Florida. And I will be available to bless you and to pray for you and cast the demons out of you in the authority of Jesus Christ. There's much more to this broadcast. I'm not going anywhere. I'll be right back after this brief intermission. Michael Tate with news about another real-life Jesus freak. It's 1886, Uganda. Bruno Sarunkamo leads a group facing death for one reason alone. Their faith in Jesus is a threat to local authorities. But before he is burned to death, he makes a prophecy that many of his persecutors don't take seriously. Bruno says, We are going to heaven. A fountain fed from many springs will never dry up. When we are gone, others will rise up in our place. Bruno was right. Since then, many in Uganda have come to Christ, and many have been martyred. But like a fountain, God continues to raise up believers so that more and more can join Bruno in eternity. Get a global perspective from the voice of the martyrs. Go online to persecution.com. is next. Parental discretion is advised. Live worldwide. Deliverance 
with your host, Jay Bartlett. For the next half hour, Jay will be exploring the unknown, the strange, the supernatural. Ready or not, you're about to experience deliverance. supernaturally stirring deliverance exorcism sessions that we were involved in not that long ago in New York City. A precious family traveled from Boston to meet us for for prayer. And uh, this one particular single mom of two kids made the necessary sacrifices and traveled a long distance. With two kids, there was one uh, one that was a three-year-old boy and one just a teenager. They met us in Chinatown. And God honored their their faith, in particular this woman's faith, with a most powerful deliverance from demonic spirits. Sandy had spent years, my friends, searching for help, but the church was just not present to intervene. So she turned to the occult. She turned to witchcraft. She turned to psychics. She participated in pagan ceremonies, as such as lighting magic candles visiting voodoo witch doctors, Native American Indian healers, delving into the Egyptian witchcraft, casting the spells and curses, and so much more. Her life was literally spinning out of control. And then that is when the Holy Spirit directed her to me. We offered to help. And her young children, who needed deliverance, as even the, three, the little three-year-old would at times manifest and some eerie demonic behavior, such as slithering around like a serpent, speaking blasphemy and all kinds of profanity from a three-year-old, my friends. Something was terribly wrong. There was a spirit of death that had been following the little boy since he was in her mother's room. This death spirit had tripped Sandy when she was only three months, when she was six months, when she was nine months, pregnant with precious with his precious little child in 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 an attempt to harm the baby. However, God protected the baby. And now this little child, with his 17-year-old brother and and mother encouraging him, was telling the monsters, the demons that were surfacing within his mother, to leave in Jesus' name. I mean, he was casting demons out at the age of three. I really believe God has something special in store for for this, this, this young person. Amazing what little children could do for Jesus. If just simply encouraged, you know this little this little one was not even scared to tell the monsters to leave. He even went over to his mother during the deliverance session and laid his little hand on her and prayed a simple heartfelt prayer to Jesus, asking him to help his mommy. And what what, what happens? God answers the prayer. We dealt with animal spirits. We battled more than a thousand Jezebel spirits that, that entered the ancestors to destroy the children. There's a, there was a number of participation in satanic blood sacrifices, rituals, and ceremonies, spell casting, curses that go back dozens and dozens of generations. These demons were cast out by the power of the blood of Jesus. These curses, these generational curses, and the curses of, of these 
prior generations casting spells and setting curses were broken by the power of the blood of Jesus Christ. As I mentioned earlier, there is power in the tongue. There is power in the tongue to bring forth life or death. Are you going to curse darkness? Are you going to curse your neighbor? Are you going to curse your family member? Are you going to bless them? your family member? How are you going to bless your neighbor? Those Jesus taught this. In this way, this is how you should minister when you're confronted with a curse. Bless those who curse you. Bless those Jesus taught. Bless those who curse you. That's the words of the Lord Jesus. Pray for those who mistreat you. You do blessing and you do prayer. And we know cursing comes from the power of the enemy. And the scripture tells us very clearly in Revelation 12, we have defeated Satan by the blood of the Lamb. So we utilize the blood of Jesus Christ because these curses come from the cursed being named Satan along with his many, many trillions of demons. So perhaps you are a victim of a curse, a generational curse. Perhaps somebody has spoken an evil word to you out of anger, out of revenge, out of bitterness and resentment. How are you going to counter that curse? How are you going to counter the spells that the witches are sending to you? There's witches everywhere, my friends. They're coming for you. There's witches, occultists, New Agers. Everywhere, my friends. And they're taught in their text. My friends, I, I know this to be true. There are millions of books that are flooded our society that teaches people how to cast spells and how to send curses. Let's be honest, and I'm going to do a future presentation on this subject alone, but just look at the Harry Potter books. Just look at the Harry Potter books. It's filled with spell casting. It's introducing a younger generation to the powers of darkness. How many children have been curious? Because reading of the book, the Harry Potter series, have been interested in, in seeing how this the supernaturalism works, and they delve out of curiosity, delve into spell casting. Immediately, they become a target. The powers of darkness invades, and where's the church? Generally, the church is asleep. It's sad, but I'm telling you. Jesus is not asleep. <laughs> Jesus is not asleep. He's alive and well, and he is Lord. And the power of the Lord Jesus Christ is coming against those witchcraft spells in your life. And in the authority of the blood and the power of the resurrection of Jesus Christ, I come against that spell that you're under. In the authority of Jesus, it is broken by the power of the blood. I tell those demons to go in Jesus' name. Go, monsters, go in Jesus' name. Leave these precious people. Oh, there's much I want to share about curses and spells, how to stop them on tonight's edition of Deliverance. I'm Jay Bartlett, and I'll be here for the next half hour exploring the unknown, the strange, and the supernatural. Ready or not, you're bound to experience deliverance, my friends. <laughs>
Toby Mack with a story of two more real-life Jesus freaks from the Voice of the Martyrs. At first, the judge offered Nunilo and Elodia good Muslim husbands if they would recant Jesus. Then the two sisters were threatened with death. They responded, The transient riches of this world which you offer have no appeal. We count them as manure and loss that we might gain Christ. As for death, this final terror is a thing not to be feared but desired because through it we go without delay to heaven and to Christ, our bridegroom. The judge ordered these 9th century women to be executed by the sword. May their words inspire all of us today. For more, go online to persecution.com. curses, satanic curses, witchcraft spells are quite common in our day and age, and people are suffering greatly because these curses, which are in reality just simply demons, are afflicting a great number of families, affecting people's um, uh, their, their health. 
their their children are being affected, their career, their finances, their ministry, their the utilization of spiritual gifts. All these are having a great effect, and people feel defenseless against these curses. Well, you don't need to be. We have the power of the blood of Jesus. There's nothing greater than the power of the blood of Jesus. And this power of the blood of Jesus can break those curses. Speak the blood of Jesus. What I do is I speak each and every night as I'm praying with my family, with my wife in particular. I We specifically talk about the curses that have been sent to us, the spells, and we break them in the authority of Jesus. I've been serving Jesus for 25 years with great power, with great authority. Sure, there's times when I get afflicted. I'm not the second person of the triune God. I'm I'm just a servant of the Lord, just like you, my friend. But generally speaking, I've been able to walk in victory, been able to live a life of joy, been able to live a life of of, of freedom because I utilize the power of the blood of Jesus. Speak it over your life and be specific. Say, I break every spell and curse that's been planted planted against my family, against my children, against my job, against my finances, against my health, and I break it, and I command those demons to leave me in Jesus' name. See, what, how long did that take? 15 seconds? 20 seconds at most? That's all it takes. We, My wife and I pray that simple prayer each and every night. Very rarely do we not pray. Every single night we're reading the God's Word, or we're praying, or a combination of both, take a holy communion. We're fighting. We're being proactive, my friend. Are you being proactive against this enemy? I'm telling you, people involved in witchcraft are very revengeful. <laughs> these are not good people in the sense they're in the kingdom of darkness. Sure, they may have, they they may do good things. They love their families, their children, or whatnot. But they're look, they're thinking it's going to be clouded. They're going to act out the things that the devil wants them to act out because they're involved in his kingdom. And these people involved in the kingdom of Satan do vicious things. Now, they, they will tell you, those, like, for example, those who are involved in witchcraft, who may be utilizing white magic, they'll say, well, we, we're, just doing it for, uh, we're just doing love spells. We're, we're doing uh, spells for blessings and, and so forth. I don't care what kind of spell. If it's a spell... Casting a spell of love or uh, a spell of bless It doesn't matter. The God's word forbids spell casting. Allow me to read it to you. If you have your scriptures with you, turn with me. I'm going to turn. I got the scriptures here, here in my makeshift studio here at the house. And I'm going to turn. And in, if you look at the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 18. Let's just begin with. Verse 9, when you enter the Lord, this is Moses writing these words under the inspiration of the Spirit of God. Now, when you enter the, the land, the Lord your God has given you. Do not learn to imitate the detestable ways of the nations there. Let no one be found among you who sacrifices their son or daughter in the fire, who practices divination or sorcery, who interprets omens, engages in witchcraft, or cast spells or who is a medium, or a spiritist, or who consults the dead. Anyone who does these things is detestable to the Lord because of these same detestable practices. The Lord your God will drive out those nations before you. You must be blameless before the Lord 
your God. God doesn't think highly of spell casting. And if you cast spells, you can be forgiven. God loves you. I love you. God is not. The scripture says this, my friends. God is abounding in love. He's full of love. He is slow to anger, Psalms 103 tells us. And he does not treat us as our sins deserve. That's grace. That's mercy. That's goodness. That's his love, unconditional love. Just simply say, God, forgive me for cursing people, for casting spells against people. God will forgive you. He loves you. But his word will not be mocked. You cannot cast spells and not face consequences. The consequences will be demonization, first and foremost. You will open your life to the powers of evil spirits. And then you'll have to seek an exorcist. And that's going to be difficult to find because there's not many deliverance ministers. There's not many exorcists in the world. Uh, Every once in a while you hear about them, their work throughout the world. But you try finding one. You go ahead, try finding one. You're going to be hard-pressed finding one. There's not many. They're few and far between. That's why in our meetings, we have people usually coming in from all over the country because they can't find somebody to help them cast out evil spirits. They can't find a deliverance minister. They can't find even a believer who just believes in casting out demons. That's why, that's why, that's why you need to come to our meetings this weekend. October 27th, October 28th, that's Saturday and Sunday, that's just a few days from now. You need to get to Waco, which is outside the Dallas area in Waco, Texas. Church of the Cross, Public Deliverance Mission, Homewood Suites, Boardroom Meeting Hall, 5620 Legend Lake Parkway in Waco, just an hour, an hour and a half south of Dallas. Saturday and Sunday service starts at 5 p.m. No child care will be provided, but we will pray for you and bless you and cast those demons out of you in the name of Jesus. November the 3rd, Public Deliverance Mission in Atlanta, Georgia, at the Hampton Inn Suites in Atlanta downtown. International Boardroom Meeting Hall, 161 Spring Street Northwest in Atlanta, Georgia. Saturday service starts at 5 p.m. And again, we will publicly cast demons out of your life in the name of Jesus Christ. November the 4th, Public Deliverance Mission in beautiful Grand Rapids, Michigan. Hampton Inn and Suites at the Boardroom Meeting Room, 5200 28th Street Southeast, Grand Rapids, Michigan. Sunday service starts at 5 p.m., Again, we will be conducting public exorcisms. We will cast out evil spirits. November the 17th, public deliverance mission in South Florida. In the Fort Lauderdale, Pembroke Pines area at the Hampton Inn, boardroom meeting hall, 1900 Northwest, 150th Avenue in Pembroke Pines, Florida. Saturday service starts at 5 p.m. Personal ministry sessions are available that entire week. November 14th through the 16th in Florida, and I look forward to meeting you. Now, outside those meetings, I'd like to just briefly talk about some of the exciting meetings that we have coming up. As we get into late November, early December, I'm going to be embarking on a on a world, a global tour of sorts. Well, I'll be, I think the way it's set up right now, I'll be touched down on five continents. That's amazing if you think about it. 
and God's going to give me the strength, and I need your prayers. I try to do these around the world where I literally circle the globe in one one mission journey a few times a year. And in this case, I'll be doing a around-the-world journey, mission journey. I'll be starting the ministry in New York City. I'll be preaching the gospel in open-air meetings in Times Square and other locations before many, many thousands. As you can imagine, New York City, uh, Midtown Manhattan, Times Square, there's going to be many, many thousands. And I'm going to be proclaiming Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Not only preaching the gospel, calling people to place their faith in repenting of their sin, placing their faith in the Son of God, but we'll also be uh, holding some deliverance meetings. Friday, November the 30th at 7 p.m. and Saturday, December the 1st, a public deliverance meeting. Everyone's invited in New York City. We'll be meeting at the Lexington Radisson 511 Lexington Avenue at 48th Street in New York City. Now, please don't call the hotel. They do not have any information on the small group meeting because it is going to be a, a small group meeting. We'll meet in the lobby each night, and then we'll head to the meeting area. No child care provided, but we will be casting out evil spirits, and I look forward to meeting you. Then, Sunday, December the 2nd, in Vancouver, British Columbia, public deliverance meeting at 5 p.m. at the Hampton Inn Suites there in downtown Vancouver, beautiful Vancouver. I'll encourage you anywhere. Anybody who needs deliverance in Canada, our listeners up in Canada, come to the Vancouver meeting It's a Point Grey meeting hall. It's a beautiful meeting hall. 111 Robson Street in beautiful Vancouver. It's one of my, of all the cities I've traveled, it's one of my favorite cities in in the entire world. Vancouver, British Columbia. No child care will be provided, but we will be casting out demons in the name of Jesus. Wednesday, December the 5th, public deliverance meeting at 7 p.m. in Honolulu, Hawaii. Doubletree by Hilton. I would encourage you to get there in Honolulu so we can pray for you. All the information is found on my website, jbartlett.org, jbartlett.org. Feel free to email me if you have questions, concerns, at j at jbartlett, jay at jbartlett.org. And by the way, as I have you, just for a moment, as we're discussing some of the logistics about some of these meetings, also at my website, I have more than... 30 volumes. In over 25 years of ministry, I've written many, many small, uh, some small volumes, very large volumes that are available for you to download for free. These, there may be a few books where you may have to purchase, but largely a vast majority of the books are available for you to freely download. I've written on a variety of different subjects and topics, from the occult, from demonism to spiritual warfare. To the essentials of the historic Christian faith, to how to evangelize, how to conduct global evangelization, how to defend your faith, how to, I have a book on expelling evil spirits, how, practical guidance, how to cast out evil spirits in the name of Jesus Christ. That's jbartlett.org. And by the way, I have more than 100 videos that uh, that are available for you to, to view, exorcism videos. Testimony videos. There's a, even a few videos of uh, that are uh, some raw video coverage of 
of me preaching the gospel in different locations around the world. Get to my website, jbartlett.org, and it will keep you busy. There's books to be read, videos to be watched, information to be consumed, and I'm hoping that this information will be a blessing to you. Tell your friends, tell your family, get the word out. We are here to serve you. We're here to bless you. We're here to love you in the kingdom of God. You're special. Remember that God loves you, and I bless you, each and every one of you. And I bless you only in the name of the Father. That's right, in the name of the Father who loves you dearly, of the Son, Jesus, who died, who rose again for you, who shed blood. And in the name of the Holy Spirit, amen. Thank <music> you.